Hello world and welcome to the program. This is Alex and the new episode of Ukrainian Unleashed, a podcast where you'll get along with Ukrainians and also observe how the global scenery impacts Ukrainian society in these exciting times. We speak about events, trends, individuals and lifestyles of modern Ukrainians. So let's jump right in! Italy has blocked the supply of the AstraZeneca vaccine to Australia. The European Union disrupts all vaccination deadlines. The EU countries are massively looking for an alternative to Pfizer, AstraZeneca and Moderna and are ready to give their all. The introduction of Covid passports is already happening. This is what we hear from the media today. So in this episode, let's take a look at the situation and check what is relevant and what is really at stake. To begin with, I want to congratulate everyone on a memorable date. On March 3, 2020, Ukraine announced the first confirmed case of coronavirus. Yoo-hoo! A man in Chernivtsi in western Ukraine who had previously arrived from Italy was hospitalized on February 29th last year. The European chapter of the pandemic has started right at the same time. And now, a year later, the world is setting records or anti-records of vaccination. According to the most optimistic forecasts, it is planned to vaccinate half of the entire population of the planet by the summer. And you? How do you feel about vaccines? And do you know how vaccination is happening in Ukraine, Russia, the European Union and the rest of the world? Let's check on the latest. For the distribution of vaccines within the European Union, a scheme was created in June 2020, which gave the EU countries the full right to autonomously negotiate the purchase of vaccines. The decision was made to minimize costs and avoid competition between countries. It is in their right today to purchase those vaccines that they consider necessary. Thus, the first deal was announced in December 2024 300 million doses of Pfizer's vaccine. In this regard, Pfizer even increased the capacity of its plant in Belgium. It is there, in addition to American supplies, that the vaccine is also produced under a special license. So far, the EU has already doubled its order to 600 million doses, and the French company Sanofi agreed to help in their production. Moderna company is delaying shipments to Europe these days. Italy and France have said they are receiving fewer vaccines than expected. But the vaccine produced by the British-Swedish company AstraZeneca and Oxford University, the third officially registered by the European regulator, is also facing production delays at factories in Belgium and the Netherlands. The other three factories for its production are located in Great Britain, which does not share a common market with the EU countries anymore. But besides, the EU is waiting for the completion of clinical trials of three other vaccines – Sanofi, Johnson & Johnson and CureVac. There is no doubt that the EU market has the highest purchasing power and tourist attraction in the world. 
So I'm sure this won't be forgotten and the EU countries will in any case be provided with vaccines by the summer despite temporary delays in supplies. So what about the vaccines we have in there? Ukraine does not depend on general European supplies. For Ukraine, AstraZeneca is produced under license agreements in India in the amount of 12 million doses. The company itself guarantees that the vaccine is no different from the European-made formula. By the way, just the other day the vaccine received permission for use in Canada. Interestingly, in January, the EU medical regulator approved the use of the AstraZeneca vaccine for all age groups. But despite this, several EU countries initially recommended not to use it for people over 65 years, which provoked an increase in skepticism about the quality of AstraZeneca. This, for example, was stated by the President of France, Emmanuel Macron. But even the French government has already recognized its position and approved the AstraZeneca vaccine for people aged 65 to 74 years. Germany, Belgium and Sweden have also suspended their previous recommendations that the AstraZeneca vaccine should only be given to people under the age of 65. But the British government decided not to apply any restrictions. This, incidentally, explains why the rate of vaccination in the UK is ahead of the European average now. So, what statistics on jabs do we have now? So far, we see that at the beginning of March, the UK is indeed ahead of both the United States and the EU countries in terms of vaccination rates, 32.3%, while in the EU countries it's 8.3% on average. The EU countries, of course, also have their outsiders. For example, indicators below the European average are demonstrated by Latvia, Czech Republic, Croatia, Holland and Belgium. But we can see a blank spot on the map of Europe. What is that? Ukraine, with an indicator of less than 1%. Even though vaccination against COVID in Ukraine has been going on for almost two weeks. The chief sanitary doctor of Ukraine, Viktor Lashko, said that in total Ukraine will be ready to vaccinate 14 million people. But a sociological survey conducted by the rating group in mid-January revealed that more than half of Ukrainians are not ready to be vaccinated against coronavirus, even if the vaccine is free. 52% of respondents answer it this way. Such public sentiment in Ukraine was particularly influenced by the spread of fake information about vaccines in social networks and targeted campaigns to discredit the vaccination itself. Anti-vaccinators. Where do they come from? Stuffing fakes about vaccination and stories about vaccine wars is the main topic of pro-Kremlin propaganda today. The Russian vaccine, by the efforts of the Russian media, is turning into an instrument of struggle for the loyalty of the European audience to expand its geopolitical influence. And this is although the European Medicines Agency has already started testing the Sputnik V vaccine, the pro-Putin media continue to tell us about vaccine diplomacy, which Russia itself is essentially engaged in. 
The examination of Sputnik V in Europe, as for other vaccines, will be carried out according to the Roland review procedure that, with a sequential review of documents, will continue until sufficient evidence is obtained for a formal application for registration of the drug. Today, Montenegro, Serbia and Hungary have already approved the use of the Russian vaccine. Besides, Slovakia and Croatia are negotiating with Russia. The possibility of using Sputnik V in the Czech Republic is also being actively discussed. According to Commerçant Media, as of February 19th, 30 countries have already approved the use of Sputnik V. Most of them are low- and middle-income states outside Europe, including Gabon, Lebanon, Nicaragua and Argentina. So, obviously, Russia is actively seeking to apply its vaccines to countries suffering from their shortages. And, according to representatives of the Russian Federation, Russia is fighting the pandemic more successfully than Western democracies. Therefore, they can afford it. But the president of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, wondered why Russia is offering other countries millions and millions of doses without having made sufficient progress in vaccinating its own population. Seriously? This is a good question. Let's check on that. Russia hasn't published yet an official list of those vaccinated against coronavirus. Apart from the reports of regional authorities, which are not regularly published, it is rather difficult to find information on the number of jabs made. Thus, I will cite the data collected by the Commerçant Media and Global Statistics. At the beginning of March, the vaccination rate in Russia was 4.3%, which is on average two times lower than in Europe and five or six times less than in the US and Great Britain. So, who is actually working on the vaccine diplomacy, huh? Of course, vaccination may become a card that Vladimir Putin can play, in particular to move from the discussion of Russia as an aggressor state to a more positive story of peacemaker and liberator from a pandemic. Also, an economic stagnation can further weaken the EU economy, bring discord to political alliances and shift the focus of attention away from foreign policy, which of course will come in handy in an era of introducing new sanctions. Therefore, numerous publications in the pro-Kremlin media are designed to create a high level of confidence in the Russian Sputnik V vaccine, convince everyone of its exclusivity and bring skepticism and raise skepticism about the use of Western vaccines. In autumn, we saw many cases of disinformation spreading in the pro-Russian media about the AstraZeneca vaccine. They called it the monkey vaccine, and there were a lot of memes on this topic spread by bots on social networks. Then the focus shifted to the Pfizer vaccine. In December and January, there were claims that people were dying from it and the vaccine itself showed a low level of protection against COVID. There were also fakes that senior EU officials pressured the European Medicines Agency to approve the Pfizer vaccine. The Moderna vaccine has been similarly attacked, claiming that nothing is known about the company that registered it and that it's being released only for making a profit. Oh yes, those greedy American corporations. So, what is public opinion today?
I can say that there is coming less skepticism about vaccination in the world. A global survey conducted in 15 countries by Imperial College London and the YouGov research company recorded an increase in confidence in coronavirus vaccines. So more than half, 58% of residents of developed countries in Europe and Asia are ready to take a jab. The highest rates are in the UK, where in February 77% of respondents said they were ready to get vaccinated this week, while in November there were only 54% of them. The lowest rates are in France, Singapore and Japan. There are less than 50% of people who are ready to be vaccinated. In most countries, people have also become less afraid of vaccines. About 45% of respondents expressed concerns about side effects in February, while there were 54% of them in November. Nevertheless, according to the results of a survey conducted by the Russian Libada Center in February, 62% of the surveyed residents of Russia are still not ready to take a jab against coronavirus. And apparently, Russia would like to see the same situation in Europe and Ukraine. Well, vaccination will make sense and help overcome the pandemic only if it happens simultaneously everywhere. The World Health Organization says that today we are talking about the need to vaccinate at least 70% of the world's population so that people can return to normal life. The coronavirus may continue to spread, but locally and without a global threat. And this is precisely the main purpose of vaccination. Take care guys, thank you for being with me and see you very soon in upcoming episodes. Stay tuned! This was a new episode of Ukrainian Unleashed podcast. Thanks for being here with me. I also would love to thank Purple Planet for lovely musical compositions used in this episode. We did our best to extend our presence all over the web, so you may find us everywhere, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, check our pages in social media with fresh updates. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram accounts are waiting for you. See you very soon, guys.